What's going on, everybody? This is the Give Me the Points podcast. I am your host, Soup, along with my co-host, Tyler, and it is week one. It is time. We've officially gotten here. Uh, Bill's Rams is 24 hours away. Uh, it is Wednesday, September 7th, and we're going to cover the week one spreads as long or as well as over-unders to kick us off for the season. We'll start with this song. It's like serotonin. The only thing I can think of when I hear NFL on Fox, man, is that stupid fucking robot. Yeah, instantly. <laughs> Punching the screen. Yeah, dude, I just think of the robot uh, and obviously Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. But um, it's going to be weird, isn't it, without them? I don't know. We're here. I'm sure when we were kids watching football, there was a different A-team. But as long as I can remember, it's been them. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like the whole, the, you know, Tony Romo. Tony Romo was fun for the first season for me. I I still like him. Okay, but. he's not bad, but it's just it it gets old, man. It it's over and it was over. better the first season because the first season it was genuinely interesting hearing all the yes. insight. But now you know you're getting it from him, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. And now he's getting paid. Oh, absolutely paid. Um, but yeah, man, week one's here. Uh, you know, week one of college football's in the books. Uh, I know we didn't really post plays. Week one of college football is real wonky. Um, it was mm-hmm. better to not, you know, not try and win money and end up losing money, get a feel for the season, and then get some plays out there. I know there's three top 25 matchups this week. Uh, we might post plays on Instagram, but I don't think we're going to cover them on the show because I th- each matchup has a team that just got into the top 25 based off of their yeah. week one win. Um, mm-hmm. So. So they come out and play a good week two, then start thinking legit. But if not, you don't know. Yeah, how much do we really know about Tennessee after hanging 63 on Ball State? Yeah. yeah, Not a lot. Um, but the matchups are Pitt-Tennessee, BYU-Baylor, and Kentucky-Florida. Those are Which I, I do think that will actually be a good game. But I do too. I do too. Uh, SEC rivals, man. Mm-hmm. It should be a good game. There's no reason it shouldn't be. Um one thing we did learn, um, Georgia's still really good. Really good. That young defense, there's not a lot of questions, man. Okay, calling it now. Stetson Bennett doesn't win it, but he's at the Heisman Agreed. trophy ceremony. Agreed. He looked – dude, I was on that kid's ass all year last year. He looked like a totally different quarterback, but that's because it's college, man. He's still a kid. Mm-hmm. Each year makes such a huge difference for them. And now he's got confidence, and he's surrounded by five-star recruits. I mean, literally surrounded by them. Absolutely. Kirby you just got to get man, them recruiter in the game. Yeah, you just got to get them in the game. Um, so, yeah, Georgia, really good. Number two team in the country. Um, Ohio State. I don't see. Dude, C.J. Stroud, what was that? I don't know. Maybe Notre Dame's better than we thought. Plus, it is week one. No yes. offense is firing on all cylinders, you know. I mean, Georgia was, but against, you know, that that's a tough week one matchup. So, I don't yeah. see why Georgia couldn't be number one in the country. All I'm saying is they won the national championship. Yes, they lose a bunch. They lost a bunch of players, but Alabama loses a bunch of players every year, and it never gets held against them. So why should it be held against Georgia? It's not being held against them. They're, what, up to two now, but. Correct. And uh, I know I'm back to Georgia real quick. I know I mentioned him last year, but obviously if you watch college football, you know who Brock Brock Bowers is. I don't need to mention that name. We know who he is. Darnell Washington is an absolute freak of nature. (laughs) 6'8", 280 tight end. He is. A large human. <laughs> He's a big boy, man. He's a big boy sophomore. 68280 sophomore. Watching um what was his first name? Dan. Dan Lanning. 
Yes. I loved watching his face of like, look at this defense I helped recruit. Look at all these players that I was a major part of the recruiting pitch. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. And then as you know, obviously you guys know I'm a Georgia fan. I'm also a Notre Dame fan. I don't want to talk about the Notre Dame Ohio state game, but damn it. I want to talk about how sweet it was to watch Brian Kelly fall flat on his face. Mm. I mean, they asked him at halftime when they only scored seven points, and he was like, oh, I don't, we can't play much worse in the second half. But then again, it's my first week, so I don't know how good we really are. And if you didn't watch the game, LSU was getting the ball back with three and a half minutes left. They muffed the punt inside the 10 yard line, then force a fumble on the two yard line, get the ball back, march 98 yards, score a touchdown as time expires and then get the extra point blocked to lose the Florida State. Amazing. And then your two most talented players wake up the next day and delete everything LFCU off their social media. I know. And did you see the report? Um, so reporters showed up late to the press conference the next day and asked Brian Kelly a question, and Brian Kelly said, I'll answer your question when you show up on time. Did you see what the reporter said? No. He said, I'll show up on time when you win a game. Oof. And they, both, they actually both have fair points. So good, dude. It's very it's unlikable, good. but yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, college week one, not a lot. Um, favorite. I mean, the big dogs, the big dogs ate. They dominated. Yeah. Uh, they came out to play. Clemson struggled early with Georgia Tech and then blew them out of the water. Uh, still not sold on the big Senko. Not sold on DJ the uh the freshman will take over by midseason, I think. Agreed. Agreed. But I, I don't think it's gonna be like 2018 where they they named Trevor Lawrence the starter in time for Kelly Bryant to keep his red shirt. I don't think they're gonna want that to happen because they're gonna need Yuga Lele <laughs> to back up. So they're not gonna want to yeah. lose the midseason. So it'll be mid midseason, I think, that it happens. But. Um saw a thing the other day, it was ranking top ten Clemson players of all time. Uh, Deshaun Watson, number 10. Are they going? And I guess he didn't really win anything until the end, right? Well, I mean, he still won a natty. Yeah, you would think he's top five, right? Um, so Brian Brian Dawkins was above him. Um, obviously, ETN was above him. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Yeah, Yeah. Sammy Watkins were two and three, I believe. What about uh, CJ Spiller? CJ Spiller was like six or seven. Okay. Um, uh, what's his name? Vic Beasley was like four. God, was he amazing, huh? Yeah, he was. Oh, oh my God, was Vic Beasley good. There's um, not like in college, you don't get many dominant sack men, you know, because they haven't refined themselves yet, but he was so good. He was one of them. Um, yeah, it was interesting. As soon as it came up and I was like Deshaun Watson, number 10, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, but all those guys that you list. Did really, really, and so I mean, but I would put him at least above a few of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he led you to a natty, he was a dominant mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, but yeah, so interesting. All right, so we've got week one, man. Um, full slate, this is just jam packed, a lot of good matchups, a lot of interesting matchups. Um, I'm yeah, it's honestly week one's exciting, dude. It could be you're not going to be able to match up an entire NFL slate of duds, but it could be all duds. And I'd be like, hell yeah, week one, but no, there are some phenomenal matchups. Yes. Um, we had our fantasy drafts two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Good time. I was presented with both of my trophies as the defending champ in both leagues. Mm-hmm. No big deal. No discount double champ. No, not too much. No big deal. Um, but yeah, dude. Uh, so it's, I mean, God, I've been waiting for this day, like the eve of, you know, even though it's only Thursday night, what a banger to start the year. Oh my gosh. Just oh. give me the the Super Bowl favorite from the NFC and the Super Bowl favorite from the NFC and smash them together on a Thursday night. Like we thought we were spoiled last year when we got Dallas and Tampa, which was good. An amazing game. Mm-hmm. But this, this is this is next level. I yeah. mean, one of these teams is starting out on one. So well, and it's it's going to be the Rams because we're looking at the Gabe Davis coming out party. 
I don't know. I've got some questions about the Bills early in the season. Yeah. All right. But, we'll hop mm-hmm. into it. Bills okay. Ram tomorrow night. Um, when you're listening to this tonight, uh, Rams getting two and a half points at home over under sitting at 51 and a half. Plead your case. Josh Allen, MVP, 48 total touchdowns. Just, uh, I'm so just in on the bills. Like, the the Rams are amazing. So this isn't a love the bills to cover in this matchup. (laughs) But this is like, I, they're my Super Bowl favorite. So how am I going to call them my Super Bowl favorite and not think they can win by a touchdown week one? even against the defending champs. And the other thing that has me swaying bills, this Stafford elbow thing could be nothing or it could be a big deal. And I I honestly could see either. And I don't know. And one quarterback's got a slightly unknown something issue. And one is an absolute eight foot tall farm boy who is just going to throw his body into anything he needs to. And, just ball out. It should be an awesome game, though, honestly. Yeah. 27, um, 24, someone. Yeah, yeah. So the over-under, I think, is just spot on. I think it's a yeah. perfect number right here. So I don't necessarily like either side of the over-under. We're opposites here. Um, I actually like the Rams to cover the two and a half here. I don't mind buying the hook and getting the Rams at a plus three. There's two things that, <clears throat> that really – not really concern me, but two things that I'm questioning about the Bills early in the season, and they're two strengths that had they had last year, one being their offensive line. Do I think their offensive line is going to be bad? Not at all. But they do have a lot of new faces on the offensive line. Going up against a Rams defensive line that can make the best offensive line in all of football look miserable. So I think Josh Allen, and it, if it were anybody but Josh Allen back there, I'd easily take the Rams here. But yeah. Josh Allen has that ability. I mean, he's he's, and I hate to say it. I mean, it's Roethlisberger in his prime, dude. His ability to extend plays, and he's even better with his legs than Roethlisberger. Oh gosh, yeah. But he's an stronger arm. He's his got a literal- to <laughs> avoid sacks, extend plays. Yes, it's great. But what really has me concerned is Tredavious White not being on the field week one. Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson's a no-go, I believe. Yes, he um, is. So what, Tutu Atwell? Is that their third receiver right now? Yeah, that top, top two is pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cooper Cup, AR, at home. That place is going to be absolutely insane. Um, all the hype. Aaron, dude, there's just there's something about this Rams team that I think it's going to be such a good game. I think buying a half point to the Rams plus three is the appropriate play here. But since we don't see eye to eye, I'm okay with a pass here. I'm okay with um, looking at player props for this game. Yeah. So we'll get something on the game. Player props will be the action on the game and just enjoy football. Just enjoy the game itself. Here's my specific prediction. Von Miller will have a strip sack against the team he just won a Super oh, Bowl. Buddy. Revenge not even a revenge game. I mean not they gave him life game. and gave him a ring, so it's not really a revenge game. They no, got him just, paid. Uh, you know, I'm still a baller type move. Yeah. All right. All right. <clears throat> I'll say, okay. All right. So you're gonna get I'll, my prediction. Um Allen Robinson has eight catches for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Because AR is going up against a number three corner tomorrow night. That's a disaster. Nobody wants to put their number three corner on Allen Robinson. No, if he's going to catch, I'm going to say like five touchdowns on fades alone this season. Yeah, he's going to. Yeah, he's going to be an absolute beast in the red zone. All right, let's get into the Sunday slate. Uh, we'll kick it off here. Uh, Steelers at Bengals. Bengals minus six and a half. The over under sitting at forty four and a half. I'm interested here. Because we're both high on the Ravens. So not that we're down on the Bengals, but we're high on the Ravens. And you were kind of high on the Steelers. 
So I'm interested to see where your head's at in this week one matchup. I think the Steelers will be fine because they're the Steelers. I think this is an ass whooping. That's what I mean, like 10 point win. Okay. You know, I don't think they're going to come shellack them by 30, although they could. But I honestly like Bengals minus, I know minus six and a half is a lot for a division game between these two, but like, yeah, where you, know, you want to use the cliche and when these two teams play, you throw the records out the window. I, I can buy that for uh, Steelers and Ravens. Mm-hmm. But this, now tell me on paper, I'm just curious off the top of your head, where are the Steelers better than the Bengals? What position group? Because I can't think of one. Safety. But that's that's in the secondary, so no. And that's closer than oh, I hang think on. I mean, Jesse Bates, is is Minka way better? Uh, if you say he's better, sure. I, I'll give you that one. You but could argue think, defensive. You could argue the front seven. You could argue it, sure. Yeah, you could argue. For, you, you okay, could argue so it. not the offensive uh, offensive side of the ball. Quarterback, Bengals. Mm-hmm. Run offensive game. Offensive line, Bengals. now that they've fixed it, uh, assuming it gels decently. Yeah, O-line, Bengals. Wide receiver core, Bengals. So the the Bengals across the board are a better team at every position offensively. Uh Um, I guess you could argue the front seven as a whole based off the fact that you do have T.J. Watt and Cam Hayden. But, yeah, secondary as a whole, I'll give that to Cincinnati as well. And it's it's in Cincy. I don't know. This this Super Bowl hangover for the loser, like, it, it tends to be a thing. I just – I don't look at Joe Burrow and see Super Bowl hangover coming. Do you? He plays with the perfect amount of cockiness, like the exact amount you'd want from your quarterback. He honestly doesn't give me douche vibes. He'd get like, you know, like a Manziel when he was just so full of himself for no reason. Burrow just gives me like, I love playing this game and I love being a good quarterback and I know I am and guess what? I got – some damn good playmakers around me. Right. There's a difference between um, arrogance and confidence. Yeah, he's because you also see the way he interacts with players on the other team and stuff. He's real nice and respectful. He's just very right. confident in himself, and he has right. a good time. Yeah, Joe Burrow's confident in his ability. Uh, Johnny Manziel was arrogant. There's, there's yeah. a difference between the two. Um, so, okay, hear me out. Um, as far as the over-under goes, I kind of like the under. Um, I, I actually thought that too because I don't know how much the Steelers are going to score. No, I could see it like a, a 27-14 game, 27-13. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, think I, I think I like the under as a play in this game. I do I do think the Bengals win this game. Um, six and a half just scares me as far as a late cover goes. Yeah, um, there is the backdoor cover. Where so, I do think they'll be up by at least a touchdown most of the game. Yeah, that is that is scary. I mean, because you can go from, you know, up thirteen or up ten comfortably leading, and then they drive down the field for some garbage that doesn't actually affect the game. So the, the big money, as well as the sharp money, is on the under. Actually, here, um, you've had two sharp pushes on the under, and as far as the bets go, you got. 50% of the bets, so the bets are split evenly between the over-under, but 71% of the money is coming in on the under. Um, so it seems as if the, the professionals agree with me here. Um, I do like the under 44 and a half. Um, are you cool with uh, – we, we agree on the under? Yeah, yeah, I can okay. get behind that. <clears throat> okay, um, so we'll do – you know, we're going to keep it, you know, kiss here. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, week one, we're not going to go absolutely ridiculous. We're not, you know, we're not throwing five unit plays on every single thing. We got to get a feel for these teams and really see what the action is. Um, but as far as this play, I like the under 44 and a half and the Bengals Steelers. Um, and we'll say one and a half units on that. Okay. Okay. That seems reasonable. One and a half units on the under. All right. Next game, baby. Two teams that we've got a lot of expectations for here. Yeah. Um, Eagles at the Lions. The Lions getting three and a half at home. The over under at 48 and a half. 
Everything feels about right here. The line and the over-under. I think I'm another game where I think I'm siding with the under. Um, but I like I like the Eagles. I like buying the half point and taking the Eagles minus three here. Yeah, I think it's more likely that the Eagles, you know, hang. <clears throat> sorry, drop them by double digits here than the Lions winning this game outright or keeping it close. Yeah, no, because we're we like the Lions, but we're you know division winning high on the Eagles. So correct. Um, a lot of hype behind them going into this year. <clears throat> And I, uh, I think they're going to come out and they're going to show why there's a lot of hype on the Eagles here. I like Jalen Hurts in this game. Um, I'd like, can't wait to see the chemistry between him and AJ Brown that everybody's talking about. Oh yeah, um, I think Dallas Goddard is going to eat the middle of the field against this uh, Detroit team, and the Eagles' defense is legit. That is a legit front seven, and in order to limit the lions and stop the lions there's one guy that you got to focus on that's mr swift mm-hmm. um and i think that the eagles front seven will hold him in check here so i do like the eagles minus three at a minus 115 because them to cover the three is at a minus 105 so the eagles minus three at minus 115 i'm i'm in on that yeah no i like that a lot because i had written down eagles minus three and a half but minus three does sound a lot better absolutely buy that hook listen guys you'll never kick yourself for buying the hook yeah you might lose or you might win a little bit less money you're always going to kick yourself when you don't buy that hook and it's the difference between a push and a loss so buy the hook man i'm not telling you to buy you know two and a half points or anything like that just buy the half point get the eagles to cover the field goal so Eagles minus three at minus one fifteen. Um, I like that as well for one and a half units. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Stinkers. The Texans. The stinky Texans. Colts at the Texans. The Colts are getting seven and or I'm sorry, the Texans are getting seven and a half points here. The over-under at 45 and a half. This is your division. This is your wheelhouse. Uh, where are you at on this game? So I have two things I like. Again, I don't know that I love anything week one because it's week one. Right. Um, but I have two things I like. So whichever, you know, getting your opinions on them. I like the under. Um, and I also like buying the Colts to minus six and a half. And it's still only at minus 130. Because I think they win by at least a touchdown. But I like the under a lot. I Dude, those are – if you guys are seeing a trend here, um, the first three games we've covered on Sunday, all three of them are siding with the favorite as well as siding with the under. Um, I, this is not planned, but we're, <laughs> we're common thinking here. Um, so I looked earlier, um, and I'm not afraid to do a teaser week one. Okay. I like putting the Colts into a five point teaser to get them down to minus two and a half with two other favorites later on in this, uh, later on. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that because they're okay. winning the game. Right. So I mean, you don't win this game. You're not a division <laughs> champ. So getting the Colts to minus two and a half. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to tell you the teams, but this three team five point teaser will be at plus 180. Oh. Yes. I have a feeling I can look at the lines and figure out the other teams, but we'll yes. get to them when we get to them. Um, but they're, they're super advantageous positions as far as quarterback matchups. Um, yeah. So, yes. Well, um, unless in one of them you're forgetting the guy across the field is indeed elite. But No, that's one of them, and I'm not <laughs> buying that. <laughs> so that leads us into the next game. Um, we'll just cover those two games first here. Um, so that's the Ravens at the Jets. The Jets getting seven and a half, the over under at 44 and a half. Similar lines, over under, off by one. Similar thought process here. Okay. Um, because I'm actually not going to lie to you. I had feelings on the Jets getting that many points at home, going to be an improved team. Not good team, but improved team. If but- Zach Wilson were under center. 
You're telling me Joe Flacco can't still play good for a week? I'm I'm fully on board, by the way, with the Ravens winning the game by at least field goal for the part of the teaser. Absolutely. I thought seven and a half is a lot for, you know, a week one road game when the team at home, I think, will at least be better than they were. But if I can avoid that feeling completely and the Ravens go into a teaser, I love that. I'm looking at something real quick just that popped into my head here. Okay. Because the one thing the Jets have, I mean, they've got weapons. They absolutely have weapons. Okay. All right. Give me a number here. How many points has the Ravens scored in week one in the last four years? A hundred forty seven. Hundred and seventy four. Oh wow. Buddy, they 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 hang numbers week one. Um so 2018, they beat the Bills 47 to 3. 2019, they beat the Dolphins 59 to 10. 2020, they beat the Browns 38 to 6. Oh my god. And uh last year they actually took an L to the Raiders 33 to 27. But the Ravens score points week one. And that is, that is not a fluke. That's just like, that's the same thing as their preseason record under under Harbaugh, man. It is not so, a fluke. He has his boys ready to play week one. So if the Jets can score 13 points or something like that, then the over is pretty much guaranteed. So to hit. what I'm looking at right now, I'm going to pull it up at now that I'm thinking about it. I want to look at the Ravens. So off the top of the head here. Seven and a half, that brings it down to 37. You split that in two. What that's what, 18. So the Ravens are going to be somewhere around like 26 and a half, 27 and a half team points. Um, Let's see. If that's the number, I think think maybe the play actually is the Ravens team total over. Uh, Let's see, where's it at? Alternate points, alternate spread, first time, first drive, winning margin, home team total, away team total points, 26 and a half. Yeah. Oh, buddy. I think I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. So did we just want to – we'll say that maybe the Jets hang around um, and we'll just take the Ravens to score at least 27? Yes. Okay. All right, so cancel that three-team teaser. We'll make it a two-team teaser. Um, and we'll just take, okay. Yeah. So, okay, good. Sold Ravens over 26 and a half team total points here. Good. I'm fully right, that's, behind a, that. that's minus one ten. Um, I like that. I really like that. I think that's, I think it's a two unit play. Yeah. Well, that would be pretty big for week one. 26.5, two units Ravens over 26 and a half. All right, here we go. Pat's going into Miami, Miami. Uh, favored by three and a half, the over under at 46 and a half. Not going to convince me otherwise. The under is the play in this game. Oh, yeah. This is that dolphin kind of. I love the under. The under is the play here, guys. Um, it's supposed to be rainy and ugly and shitty weather, and it's Miami and it's this New England offense that nothing, every all reports, all reports are that it's going to be bad against a good Miami defense, and guess what else is good? The Patriots defense. The Pats will take away your recipe to beat them and make you beat them somewhere else. So Tyreek Hill is going to be locked down. Um, and Not locked down. I mean, you can't lock. You know what the interesting thing about Tyreek Hill is? He's that special brand of athlete where his good trait is so good that, like, they could lock him down, but he – he it could still, still break them. yeah, because yeah. you can't fully lock down the fact that you could be in perfect position, and that man could literally just be too fast to tackle. I got a little, do nothing wrong. I got a little excited there. All right, I got a little little pumped up, fit selling this under. Um, you're not going to lock Tyreek down. It's just not going to happen. No. But contain him and make him the focal point. Could yeah. you lock Tua down and not let him get Tyreek the ball? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So yeah, the under here, man, under 46 and a half. I don't see how that's not the best play in this game. 
Now, I'm surprised it's not down closer to 40, to be honest. I was expecting 41 or 42. Yeah. I no, think there's a I, lot of a lot of hype and a lot of faith in Miami's offense. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really like the under 46 and a half. I mean, so, a 20, if you if I can get 24-21 is still hitting the under. And I don't even think it'd be that high scoring, but that that's nice. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we agree on that. I'm glad we oh, agree yeah. on loving that. I don't, man, here's another one that I really like, and it's 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 a short favorite at home. Browns at Panthers. Panthers yeah. only giving up one and a half. The over under wow. at forty one and a half. This is the definition of a revenge. revenge. Yes, yes. This the Panthers are winning this game. Agreed. Agreed. Some fluke could happen, and they could only win the game by one. But they're probably winning the game by a lot more than one. So, so the money line would be the play at a minus one thirty. Yeah, yeah, because they're definitely winning. I mean, Baker's not losing this game. No, I mean, dude. Um, yeah, we like and we like the Panthers this year, and that plays into this. Um, mm-hmm. But at home, Christian McCaffrey healthy, DJ Moore with his best quarterback of his career, and Baker. Baker having a revenge game and Carolinas who, who their defense played really well to start the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, now don't get Honestly, me wrong. The Browns defense is no joke. No, but this Which feeds into the over under being at 41.5. I mean, it's wildly low. Yes, it is. But I do. Yeah. Panthers minus one and a half here. Um, call it a simp play, call it whatever you want. I think that's the play. No. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, Panthers. And that, I mean, that's going to, I mean, I think that's the extent of the plays that I really feel strongly about. I feel a lot of, very strongly about the um, the one o'clock games. That gets us into the four o'clock games. You got the 49ers at the Bears. The Bears getting six and a half, the over under at 40 and a half. And the Bears are going to stink, but I'm also. I don't know what we're really going to get out of the 49ers with Trey Lance and his you know, first week one start. Um, yeah. News came out today, George Kittle doing George Kittle things. Fucking screwed his groin up on Monday, and they don't know if George Kittle is going to go. Um, over under at 40 and a half. I could see San Fran winning this game 17 to three, or I could see it being 24-21. So I don't like the over under here. I really don't like a play on this game at all. No, if I had to pick something, I would actually take the Bears to cover because I don't know. I agree. We did miss – I think we missed two 1 o'clock games, Saints-Falcons and, and Jags and Redskins, right? Um, my, I thought the Jags-Redskins was a 4 o'clock game. My condolences. <laughs> they got straight 1 o'clock games all year. Okay. Sure. All right. My bad. Um, and Saints-Falcons, I didn't see a line. For, I must have missed that line on Fandle. What's the line at? I It's got Saints at uh, minus 5.5. And the over under at 42 and a half. I like the under. Don't love it, but I like the under. Yeah, I kind of like the Saints to just cover. Yeah, or that. Yeah, I don't, the Falcons aren't going to be very good. Not super sold on it, but okay. We'll talk about it. I mean, we'll talk. So, yeah, we'll no, talk I mean, Saints, Falcons here. Um, so we agree we would lean the Bears plus six and a half here, but not strong enough to put money on it. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want to make a play on that game. Okay. All right. So Saints, Falcons. Um, Drake London back to practice. You, you get Marcus Mariota at quarterback, running back Cordero Patterson slash Quadri Allison slash Tyler Algier. Um, but then you have the Saints. You got Jabo. You've got Michael Thomas. You got Chris Olave. You got Alvin Kamara. Yeah. First game post Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, I just what do we expect. Well, see, the good thing is, like, it's post Sean Payton, but you still got the same culture from, right. you know, hiring from within. Right. So I, I doubt things change that much. Of course, any, but everybody's going to put their own spin on things, and you're not going to have his, you know, innovative genius. Yeah. But uh, the, the Falcons stink. Like, yeah, the Saints are one of those teams, man, where, like we talked about it earlier on when we did our preseason show, um, would I be surprised if they busted out a 10 and seven record? Absolutely not. No. Would no. I be surprised if they went six and 11? Probably not. Honestly, no, I but don't I know. think they're better than the Falcons. <clears throat> I do. Um, 
I, I like the Saints defense. I'll tell you that much. They are yeah. very, very good, which plays into your under suggestion. Um, I'm not completely sold on either one of these teams and don't really know what to expect. So I wouldn't mind a pass on this game. Oh, I would too. Yeah, no, I okay. it's, th- those are two other teams that I, I don't know. I feel like they're usually close games or if they're not close games, one team's win more, you know, they split the series on the season regardless of the record. and the. But those were also Matt Ryan. So yeah, they were. They were. Gonna, yeah, they I don't were. know what I don't know what we're gonna get out of Atlanta. Me no idea. No. All right. I'm sorry. I almost skipped your game. Oh, um, that's fine. I mean, I don't. The Jags at the Commanders. The Commanders. I got them at minus two and a half. The over under at forty three and a half. I'll tell you what, man. I like the Jags to win this game. I do too. I I like the plus two and a half at minus yeah. one hundred five. I don't mind buying a hook and taking them at plus three. Actually, I oh, do like I never mind that. <laughs> I do like the Jags to win this game, um, but I like the plus three. And I'll always tell you, if you like a team to win the game, if you're getting three points, you always take that three points. Yeah. Um, don't be greedy. Don't chase the plus money. Chase the chase the win. Chase the the the, the money in your pocket. So yeah, I do I, like the I Jags like to win the game too. I mean, Doug, like. I was reading even more reports today. I, we won't make this a long Jags rant, but you know how I've hammered on Urban Meyer wasn't just like kind of a bad coach. Listen, listen, sp- speak your truth. Go it ahead. Was the most dysfunctional. I mean, they said there's like, you know, they did the anonymous NFL executives. There's ones that were saying like watching the tape and like watching Trevor Lawrence in his rookie season. Like obviously there were some wow throws. No one will deny the physical talent, but they basically said, even watching the sideline, like it basically looked like him and the, like no one was getting coached. No one was, I mean, no rookie comes into the NFL as a quarterback, especially on a bad team and like doesn't need help. You got to learn how to develop and read an NFL defense and this and that. And his, his throws where he forced it. I don't care about that. You're a rookie. You kind of need to learn what you can do and can't do with your arm talent. Then moving past that, it's about when to try things, where to try them. And like, I'll tell you what, I was not sour on it at first because I really wanted Byron Leftwich, really wanted him. Yes. But like, Dougie P's a pretty good damn coach. Dude, he took Carson Wentz to an MVP season before getting and, hurt. Yeah. And he knows quarterbacks and he knows offense. I you can't. Know who, you know what quarterback he knows better than any other quarterback? The one he's facing on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. That too. Yeah. There's not a coach in the NFL who knows Carson Wentz better than Doug Peterson. No. And the the Jags frustrated them week, whatever, last week of the season last year. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's – again, I don't – I'm not, like, pounding the sneaky surprise wild card Jags team, but, like, I think they'll be okay. And I think they are going to win this game. I mean, I like Doug Peterson as an offensive mind, and he's a lot of time to prep Trevor for this game. Yeah, and listen, like, so the Jags don't have, like, sexy weapons. No, but they're not bad weapons. But they, 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 gave Trevor Lawrence, they gave Trevor Lawrence an arsenal to play with. Um, yeah. Now there's no Alpha wide receiver one. Sure, that helps. Yeah. Those aren't easy to find because they're not usually switching teams. So – hey. Marvin Jones is a two worked out really well for a long time in Detroit. And I think Marvin Jones still has some in the tank. Obviously yeah, Zay Jones Zay came Jones in and get deep. No, he's yeah. not an awesome receiver, but he gives him a deep threat. Sure does. Um, Christian Kirk gives him a slot over the middle, move the chains guy. I mean, ETN and if James Rob, whatever they get from James Robinson first half of the season, I'll count as a bonus. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad one-two punch. Yes, ETN's unproven in the NFL, but he's got talent. I could see it in preseason. He's got good balance. He's got good center of gravity. He's fast. That's a fact. They had no speed out of the backfield last year. And I love James Robinson, but there's no home run threat there. He's just a good, solid running back. Now they have a home run threat. If there's one thing that we've learned about in the NFL, and it's it's it plays true, man. Don't sleep on guys that have prior chemistry no and they do yeah trevor lawrence and etn got the chemistry man or three years anyways together yeah and we didn't even mention him man evan ingram when he's on the field 
I mean, and I'm just, I'm just going to give you from a fantasy aspect because um, that's how, you know, we can you can grade him off his stats. When Evan Ingram is on a field, he was consistently a top seven tight end fantasy-wise yeah. in the NFL. Will so, he definitely have the occasional drive-killing drop? Yes. Sure. But he's better than anything they've had at tight end since Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's a, a young Mercedes Lewis, too. So yeah, like yeah. A long time. What a career he's had for himself. But I mean, yeah, it's they've got like you said, they've got weapons. They don't have a like weapon. No. Yeah. They've the cupboard is not bare. What he has to work with this year in terms of coaching staff and what's around him compared to last year. Their offensive line is also going to be pretty solid, which is very important for a quarterback or any team, really. But yeah, I mean yeah. they're not they're not running some 2022 Escalade out there, but they got a bunch of Rav fours. Yes, and guess what? They get you from point <laughs> A to point B, and that's what I want this season. Yeah. I don't need to make it to the five star resort, but if you get me to and home from work reliably every day, and I don't hate my life by four o'clock every Sunday, if half of my Sundays are enjoyable. You know, give me some blowout losses. I'm used to that. But if I got some close losses and somewhere between seven and nine wins, I would be so happy with that season. All right. Buying the hook. Jags plus three. Yes. Okay. You got me. I'm, I'm convinced. Okay. All right. Uh, one of the biggest games of the weekend, one game that I'm super excited for based off of how week 17 play, or well, week 18 played out last year, man. Oh. Raiders at the Chargers. Raiders. Minus three and a half, over under 52 and a half. I know we're super high on the Chargers this year, um, but this is a game that I don't feel comfortable laying the three and a half points. And I think the over under is money right here. I sat on the couch looking at these lines and I'm like, Chargers. And then I got to thinking, and I'm like, do I fucking trust them yet? (laughs) And I don't. Do I think they honestly are the best team in that division? On paper, it's real easy to, for me to say yes. But, like, guess what? They don't play the games on paper. No, they Sometimes, don't. Sometimes there's just those damn teams you can't trust. Yeah. And I do like them to win the game, but by a field goal and they don't cover, sure. The over could smash. This could be – 38 35 but like that's a big over under for the nfl for week one for sure because it could be a hard fought 24 21 game you know? because i like you know i like both teams defenses man i love i, I just like both teams the front, the front four on both of those teams they're going to get home they're going to get pressure on the quarterback here and the biggest knock against the chargers last year was their inability to stop the run um what are we going to get out of the run game with Josh McDaniels? Where are we going to get Josh Jacobs? Are we going to get Zamir? What What are we really going to get? We don't know what uh, we to don't expect know. out of the Raiders' backfield. I reserve the right after this game when the Chargers come out and lay a stinker when 80% of the crowd is Raiders fans. I reserve the right to be like, yeah, I take that. I'll, I'll, I reserve the right to overreact to week one about this game, okay? Okay. All right, so we'll pass on that game. That's another yeah, one to hard pass. Enjoy. enjoy the game, but hard pass. All right. Stinker of the week, boys. Giants mm. at the Titans. The Titans minus five and a half at home. Over under 43 and a half. Give me the G-Men. Give, give me the me Danny the, Dimes points. Give me the G-Men to cover here. Yeah, I love I it. I'm telling you, the Titans are in for a disappointing season. I I respect that, and I agree. Suck, no. Disappointing season relative to expectations, yes. Yeah. I think they'll win this by like a field goal. The Giants. Well, I think the Titans will probably win the game, but I think it'll be close. I won't be shocked if the Giants win. I won't be shocked if Saquads goes out there and just shows King Henry, I'm the king now. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> See my ping logo blending in with the SoFi. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> it's got me all goofy here. All right. <clears throat> I like the yeah, idea. I like the Giants to cover the five and a half here. I really do. I actually like it for like a, a unit. Okay. So 
We didn't put the Ravens in the teaser. What if we tease the Giants up to 10 and a half? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah? Oh, man, because they could come out and play like garbage and, and be down cover the 17. We've got that backdoor cover. 10 and a half. So, yeah. all right. So, we've got Colts minus two and a half, Giants plus 10 and a half. Yeah. And then there's one more team that I like to throw into that. Okay. All right. Big game. Uh, two teams that we have massive question marks on. Yeah. Chiefs at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are getting five and a half at home here. I, I like the Cardinals plus five and a half at home. Also, they always ball out. The, for the past few years, they've they've been very good the first half of the season. Kyler's fully healthy. He hasn't taken knocks. I know there's no D-hop, but he's got his deep threat. He's got Hollywood Brown. James Conner is healthy as of now because, I mean, it's week one. Uh, you know, I, I really like them getting five and a half at home. All right, dude, hear me out here. Um, okay. I just have this feeling. I just have this gut gut feeling that there's a lot of negativity going towards the Chiefs. And they're going to blow the This just screams off. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Juju coming out, and obviously Travis Kelsey, and just yeah. laying the wood on a team that people have high hopes for and saying, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I also a well-rested Chiefs team as well. Yeah, you know. Can I make a claim that the over hits, but I don't feel comfortable playing it? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll lean. We'll we'll pull the lean. The lean. The over fifty-three. Now. I don't. I don't like actually making a play on this game personally. No, no neither do I. M- my head says the. The Cardinals cover five and a half at home, but you're right. I mean, if an ass beating happens, it's definitely the Chiefs coming out with an FU. We're here. Agreed. Agreed completely. All right. Next game we're going to cover is, oh, last four o'clock game here. I'm going to let you take this one first. All right, so I'm calling us. Well, hold on, let me let me announce the line. I know you're antsy here, but goodness gracious, <laughs> Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota getting one and a half at home. Over under forty seven and a half. Go ahead. All right, we are taking the Vikings and the points because you know what? We can't run our mouths about how they're going to win the division and not take them to beat the Packers at home. We, we cannot do that. If we think they're going to win this division, or at the very least, put up a damn good fight for it, then they're winning this game. Justin Jefferson has more talent in his left pinky toe than the entire Packers receiving core. Okay? And I have a feeling like Dalvin Cook, right I don't think he's going to see 25, 30 touches every game, but boy, is he going to have space with the touches he gets. This, this Minnesota NFL version of the air raid is going to be fun as hell to watch. I agree. All right. So, all right. I want to have one like little juicy play and it's not like crazy, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but What about an alternate line here? Okay, what alternate line are you thinking? Vikings money line? Just Vikings to win? Minnesota minus six and a half. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah. Just be a little uh, frisky. What plus what number? What, What are we looking at here? Uh, hang on, let me pull it up here. <laughs> uh, it's got to be at least plus 200, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Ultimate spread, Vikings. Get the Green Bay Packers out of my face. Vikings minus six, 220. So it, if you want to put a unit on that instead of a unit and a half on them at plus one and a half, yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. I like that. There are some, yeah. I mean, they're about to show us. I know week one. I can't really make that claim they're going to show us if they're for real because it is week one. But this is big. This is big. I can't wait to hear the skull chant, man. I can't wait to see Aaron Rodgers all pissed off at these rookie receivers. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. All right. Mini, one unit, minus 6.5 plus two. We are all – listen, the division winner parlay was placed. It's official. I'll post a picture of the slip. It's uh, 100 to win 55,000. Minnesota taking this week one game is a step in the right direction. Is a yeah. step in the right direction. Yeah, you don't want to let Green Bay get up to an early lead. They're, uh, no, no, sir. They like the front run. That's right. All, right. All right, Sunday night football. Good game. Rematch of last year's opener. Bucks cowboys Cowboys getting two and a half, over under 50.5. My feelings on the um, Raiders-Chargers game are pretty much equal on this one. I agree. I, I don't have a play I love, but, boy, I love the game. I agree. What are we really going to get out of Dallas? That's the real question. Yeah. Is yeah. that defense going to be as opportunistic as they were last year? Well, no. It, that's a, I'm not an analytics stats guy. I say that all the time. But regression to the mean is a big thing. You don't come out for 8,000 defensive touchdowns one year and do it you know, the second year in a row. It doesn't happen. It always goes back towards the middle. Always. I don't even know if Trevon Diggs is a good corner without the takeaways. When he gets them, it's awesome. When Mike Evans catches three jump balls in his face in mm-hmm. three drives in a row, mm-hmm. my question is, what are we getting out of the Cowboys' offense? Because mm-hmm. if they can keep it close, I think we're in for a good game. Mm-hmm. No, dude. Yeah, I'm right on. I'm I'm right on par with you there. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, when well, we know what we're getting out of Tampa's offense. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, we do. I don't care if he's 45 or if he's 95. We know what we're getting out of Tampa's offense. Yes, we do. And if Leonard Fournette can play like he played last year before he got hurt, oh, baby, oh, baby. Why couldn't he? I've realized there was a lot of Lenny hate and fat. He caught 70 balls last year before he got hurt. Yeah, he's good. He's a good running back. Is he ever going to justify number four overall? No, of course not. But is he a really good – like, is he a good running back? Yeah, he is. And I I still stand by watching clips of him as a freshman at LSU – his injuries took his top end explosiveness away. Yes. People forget how fast he was for how big yeah, he was. He was a freak. Yeah. But you know what? I still love him even for his rookie season in Jacksonville. Obviously, that's my best Jags season memory ever. You know, you're a few minutes away in New England from potentially making to the Super Bowl where they would have won, I think. But anyways, <laughs> I mean, and he was part of that season. So I always have fond memories of Lenny, you know? Even that rookie season in Jacksonville, remember? Yeah. Explosive. And then he hurt his ankle halfway through the season and he was still good, but he wasn't ripping off any more 80 yard runs. Yeah. I think this is a sit down Sunday night, dreading Monday morning, and just enjoy the game. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I don't have a Monday night game to look forward to. Sheesh. Well, at least I can go to bed at halftime. I've got a, I've got a Monday night play, and this is my third team in our teaser. Oh, yeah. yeah Broncos yeah. at like Seahawks. Dude. I liked them at minus six and a half. But I am so lost. I don't care if Denver's on the road and Cincinnati's at home. I am so confused how you can have the same spread on this game that you have on the Steelers-Bengals game. I guess week one because the Steelers one makes no sense, division rivals. But this, if this was week 10, dude, this is a 14 and a half, 15 point spread. Talk about talk about looking at positions and, and finding a team that's better at every single position. Give me, yeah. obviously, you know, just glaring advantage at quarterback, glaring yeah. advantage at running back, yeah. glaring advantage in the offensive line. And yeah. I like Denver's receiving core more. Yes. DK like Metcalf is a one more, but yeah, the core as a whole, yeah. Yeah, DK, obviously, I would take over Cortland Sutton, sure. But Tyler Lockett is not going to be the threat that he was with Russell Wilson. He's a downfield threat. He's a deep ball guy. A guy to watch out for, 
KJ Hamler. That is his yeah. new Tyler. He's Lockett. gonna he's filling the Tim Patrick role. That's sneaky. He is top one percent speed. KJ yeah. Hamler is a burner. Yeah, no. And then on defense, obviously, give me Denver uh, on the, the 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 defensive line, the linebacking core, and the secondary all day. They are gonna beat the brakes off of the Seahawks. Yes. Give listen. I'm throwing them in that five point teaser, getting them down to one and a half. That's our five point teaser. Giants plus ten Dude, and a half. Throw them in a five point teaser and give them to me at minus eleven and a half. I don't care. <laughs> the opposite teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Shoot um, my odds through the roof. All right. So yeah. So that's our that's our plus one eighty five point teaser. Um, it is the Colts minus two and a half. The seat or the Broncos minus one and a half, and the Giants plus ten and a half. I like that a That's lot. Plus and if you fuck us Giants. Because if anybody screws us there, it's going to be them. It has yeah. to be them. It's not going to be the two favorites. I'm, no, no, no. No, no way. All right. So I want to – oh, here's a – there's a week one special on Fandle that I saw. Okay. Just going to throw it I, – I didn't even look at – like I didn't break it down for the one o'clock games. But – each team in the one o'clock games to have one passing touchdown. 50 to one on your money. Okay. Let me just hold on one sec. Just run through. I mean, Bill. Okay. So Bengals. Probably. Yes. Eagle Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colts, Texans. Yeah. Cause I, I, mean, I, I think Davis Mills gets one. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saints Falcons could be iffy. Could be. But dude, listen, be. this is why you're getting fifty to one on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Ravens, Jets. I, I definitely think so. Pats the only Dolphins. one we could be there is if Lamar honestly runs three in. But yeah, Pat's Dolphins. I fully expect Mac to throw at least one. Two is going to get yeah. one. Yeah. Browns, Panthers. Ooh. Yes. You think Jacoby uh, gets shut down? I mean, doesn't he's not god awful, but I could see him not throwing one there. Okay. 49ers, Bears. Listen, there's a lot of question marks here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just going through looking, you know, and then um, fifty to one, man. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you play that in a heartbeat. If right, you're so degenerate, you don't pass those odds up. Point two units to win ten. Yeah, just a little sprinkle, a little salt yeah. bay. Point two can be the official recommendation, and you know, you go out there and do what you want. <laughs> point two units on week one. One o'clock. Okay. All right. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays on games here. Okay. Do you want to narrow that down to six or do you want to keep it at the eight? Let's just run through them and I, I want, okay. we'll rank them confidence wise. Um, the teasers, the teasers, stay. teasers, in, that's set. We love that. The teasers locked in. Okay. Um, then you have the Panthers minus one and a half. Love it. Okay. Pats Dolphins under 46 and a half. Love it. That that jumped out to me more than any other over under. Okay, so I think those three stay in. Yep. Um Eagles minus three against the Lions. Okay, which one do you like more? Eagles minus three or the under 44 and a half in the Pittsburgh Cincy game? Hmm. I think I like the – I don't know. I, I do like them both. I just – I'm yeah. not like, oh, my God, yeah, love on both. Okay. Do you like them both more than the Ravens over 26 and a half? I'm very – yeah, I like – love that. You love the Ravens over 26 and a half? Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Okay. So there's four. Um I think the Jags stay, not just being a homer, but you instantly said, I think they win the game. I said, I think they win the game. So if we get them at plus three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves us three plays left, and that's the Minnesota minus six and a half, which we can cut that. That's fine. Or we can stay with it. That's fine. No, no, no. We're playing it. The under 40. Okay. Okay. So that's it. Just the unit, but we're playing it. Yeah, just one unit. All right. So we're going to cut one of these. We're going to cut the Eagles minus three or the Steelers Bengals under 44 and a half. No matter what we pick here, we're probably going to be, we're probably going to cut the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing. Like, I, 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 we got three, five, seven, 
9, 11, 12, 12.2. That was about what we did week one last year. I don't think we went overboard week one. Plus, we had a couple college last year, which we're not, like, ready for that yet. Let's just keep them all. What? Keep them all. Yeah. No, because, yeah. Yes. We're better off playing them both and only hitting, you know, I guess one of them than – than picking the wrong one. Yeah. Cause okay. All right. So the plays, the official plays here, Steelers, Bengals under 44 and a half Eagles minus, and that's a one and a half unit play. So it's one and a half on that Eagles minus three at a minus minus one fifteen. That's a one and a half unit play. The Ravens over 26 and a half points. That's a two unit play. Yes. Okay. Two units on the Ravens. Um, Pat's, Pat's fins under 46 and a half. That's a two unit play. Yeah. Agreed. Panthers minus one and a half. That's a two unit play. Yes. Or wait, were we, we going Panthers money line just to avoid that one, one point win. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Just, Pan- just be safe. Panthers money line at minus one. Let me, let me double check the odds here just to make sure. Okay. I don't want to say the wrong thing and then get scrutinized. And, I got, you said 130 and I got 133. So there's a 17-cent difference. <laughs> yeah. like, And that'll happen, dude. That's it's always like, where'd you get 130? My best line's minus 136. I'm like, uh-huh. okay. Like, no, I'm, I'm not mocking you guys, but I'm mocking you guys. Um, okay. Wow. So since we started, the lines moved to two and a half, but the money line's still sitting at a minus one twenty. Yes, yes, yes. Love that. Um, okay, so two units minus one twenty. Sure. Uh, Jags plus three, one and a half units. Yeah, I like that. Okay, that's a, min- that's a minus one twenty as well. Um, Minnesota minus six and a half. That's a one unit play at plus two twenty. The point two units to win ten units on every team having a passing touchdown in the one o'clock games. And then the teaser, um, that's the, the Giants plus 10 and a half, the Colts minus two and a half, and the Seahawks minus one and a half. That's at plus 180. Three ball? Two and a half, Giants tax? Two and a half, all right. I'm I'm fine with three if you want three. No, honestly. no, 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 no. no honestly, two two units two is fine. Let's do two. Okay. All right, All right. two units. All right. So those are the plays, guys. We are right at an hour, an hour and two minutes. This worked out really well. This is right at the time that we wanted to keep, um, and we went in depth on some of these games. Um, we went. You, you went on a little Jags rant, and then we got to the Bucks. You went on a little Lenny rant. So yeah, this is good. This is this was good timing. Um, I'm super excited, dude. Week one's finally upon us, and um, I can't wait to see what the next 17 weeks after this have in store. Yeah. It's it's exhilarating. I can't can't wait for tomorrow night. I don't even care if the game ends up being a dud, as these huge matchups can tend to be sometimes, because the anticipation, it's going to be like Christmas morning, man. Like, all day is going to feel like the days leading up to Christmas. Like, I'm just pumped. I want to see Carrie Underwood. I want to see her legs on the screen. I want to hear her singing. And I want to get pumped. Yeah, and I I don't even know what broadcasters we're going to have tomorrow because is this a – it's not the prime Thursday night. It'll be the NBC, right? Yeah, because it's the Sunday night football, but it's on Thursday night. We get to see a packed LA crowd in honestly that gorgeous stadium. That thing is well, I'll look at it behind you. It is a beautiful stadium. It's like a modern work of art. Josh Allen, Matt Stafford. Man, it's just it's just gonna be awesome. And then we get that just to wet our whistle. And then Friday at work, you know, is just gonna drag. Mm-hmm. And then we got college all day Saturday, and then boom, it's NFL Sunday. Yeah, so look forward to the player props for tomorrow night. We will make some player props because we're not going to – listen, I'm not going to sit down for the first NFL game of the season and not have action on it. There's Mm -hmm. no chance. It's just not going to happen. There's going to be a Dave Davis player prop because if Jalen locks down digs, somebody's getting the ball. Agreed. Um, And like I said, I like both uh, WR2s in this game. Like Allen Robinson in this game. Like Gabe Davis in this game. 
Um, and I also like a little Devin Singletary. I think I think he might solidify that number one job and put the James Cook hype on the back burner. Go dogs, James Cook. I hope you have a great career. But I do like that. So I could see him having a lot more impact second half of the year than first half of the year. So all right, man. That's all I got. I'll give us a little outro song here, and I know you'll appreciate it. I can feel that in my soul. Yeah. Let me just let me just inject that right in there. I have full-blown goosies right now. Yeah. Every hair on my body is completely raised up. Um, I just want to say impact these nuts. What did he just – I don't even know what that even means. I have a parting shot I'd like to give when you're done. Yes. Just, no, uh, go ahead because I have one as well. Go so, ahead. so my final message to everybody listening is – if you drink IPAs, don't. <laughs> Do not drink a beer that was specifically designed to not go bad, not to taste good. It was created to survive a sea voyage. It was made to not go bad, but you're drinking it, pretending it tastes good, so you and all your little hipster friends can feel cool. Guess what? It tastes like shit. <laughs> I, I have something a little more serious um and I, I i do this probably once or twice a year but it really hits home as of late um we have a very good friend who's struggling right now with some health concerns and just don't you know don't take days for granted um you know live every day to the fullest and make sure you let the people know that you love that you love them because it's super important and they, you know, they might need it more than, you know, so Mm -hmm. this episode is dedicated to Jordan hammer. We love you. And, uh, I'll see you in a week, man. Take it easy guys. And we'll talk to you next week.